You have just downloaded the planet's hardest, bestest killer movie podcast. Chill out and smoke this, motherfucker. Everyone else can say you're just a bitch. It's the Smoking Lamb Podcast. Join the herd at thesmokinglamb.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Smoking Lamb. Welcome to the family, bitch. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 112 of The Smoking Lamb. I'm Mike Parkin and joining me this week is Stephen Lockeridge. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, mate. I know it's when we were what, nearly three weeks in and uh, here we Yeah, are. but... Yeah. Well, this is the first time we got together and also we've got Ricky B, Ricky Boochment. Greetings everyone, Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a good one. Hope Absolutely. everyone's on a diet now. Stuffing themselves. <laughs> well, I, see, I seem to have a packet of um, Yorkie uh, buttons next to me, but they're almost empty. So <laughs> I kind yeah. of count. I've yeah. ended up with a packet of reduced um, caramel, salty caramel matchmakers. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I tried them. They're fucking awful. <laughs> I don't say that. I haven't opened them yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to indulge. It's like, oh, they're not good. They're not good. You, you you may like them. I I really didn't. Because <laughs> I I, I kind of remember them. They're, they're kind of like of an old school traditional the mint versions anyway, aren't they? So yeah. I got this, but, oh, I'll try that. I normally like kind of salted caramel kind of stuff. So I yeah. thought I'd give it a bash. It was like yeah, but a whole box of it. That could be pretty sickly. <laughs> anyway, um, we're not here to talk about confectionery. I hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about the films um and this week we've got a bit of a sort of tr- a slightly truncated episode a bit more sort of streamlined this week because um it's basically gonna be news and reviews um uh, unfortunately josh couldn't be with us this week um he's still in australia um we, we we have our suspicions as to why he may not be joining us but um i hope you enjoy your breakfast josh so <laughs> uh, without further ado let's get on and <coughs> talk about some news Woody's Roundup, right here every day Woody's Roundup, come on, it's time to play Okay, let's uh, get on with um, some trailer news. I've uh, got, got a few things dropped this week. Um, yeah. Starting with, let's start with the, the, the slightest one, which um, could have anticipation quite high, and that is this Ghostbusters thing which has suddenly appeared out of yeah. nowhere. They've oh, kept that yeah. under wraps, haven't they? Mm. Really? So a this, trailer is dropped summer. on was it on JoeBlow.com, I think it is. Um, yep. They had a thing, um, and it's who's who's there? It's, it's not. Is it Ivan Reitman or is it? It's, it's Jason. J- Jason Reitman. J- yeah, Jason is yeah. Ivan's son. Right. That makes that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So uh, Ivan Reitman yeah. did the original. So um, yeah. So. Yeah, this has come out of fucking nowhere, and and no word of casting <clears throat> at the moment. I don't know. There's, there's, there's nothing. Absolutely they've mentioned, nothing. They've mentioned um, in one of the bits I saw um, there'd be uh, a myst- four mysterious characters, new characters, 
Mm. Which to me, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not this way, but I'm hoping it's not like the sons or the daughters or the offspring of the... I mean... Rarely works in kind of, you know, in kind of spin-off things, mm. with the exception of Creed, for example. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's got me a bit worried when it says, you know, four new mysterious characters. It's like, hmm, interesting. Um, I mean, I like to me... Teaser, though. I like the teaser, though, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it it seems like it's going to be... It's what I'm, I'm hoping for. It's going to be like a torch passing, hmm. you know, to yeah. four That's new goals, you know, for younger generation Ghostbusters, whether family or not. I'm not particularly bothered about, but I just hope it's good and not shit like the last one. Yeah, I, I get the feeling from the trailer, maybe... <clears throat> of the director's done he, he's his previous films you think of like Juno and things like that and uh, mm. Tully I think is here. he's very much more character based I think um, yeah yeah. The, the, so I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be which if you think about the original Ghostbusters it, it was basically character based with kind of like at the time groundbreaking special effects but it wasn't all special effects it was like you know what I mean there was an actual yeah. story there and yeah exactly yeah the ghost thing was kind of a background to that kind of drama so i think they got i think they got the the reboot one a couple of years on completely wrong by just playing it as a, a comedy which goes in that respect so hmm. yeah I don't know. I, i'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic um i don't know I, i'm kind of going to go in no expectations or anything but i think the director's an interesting choice i mean uh, to be to be fair at the minute that's all we've got to go on, really. Yeah. In it, because there's nothing else, no other, not even rumours or anything. And if they've got what, kind of like that though. I yeah, no, like I think it's great. It's it's like JJ um, Abrams is involved in it somehow, you know, like Cloverfield or something. Yeah. 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 I know, hate to do this whole thing and they announce something and then they announce a a writer like do you remember the original star wars when they announced the, the film and then the original writer was michael arden and then they got rid of him and then you know all that kind of thing and it just kind of like gets mm. a bit of a mess it just seems, i kind of like this because it, it's almost like a quiet confidence of it if you know what i mean yeah. they've got their shit yeah. together they've green lit it everyone knows what they're doing and they're just going oh by the way we're doing this you know what i mean mm. so i'm hoping that that's bodes well um yeah i mean i'm, I'm hoping just for a bit more a bit more news, more you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what a way to announce it, basically. You know, I mean, it, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it hit, it's hit the the internet. Uh, I, I haven't checked to see how many downloads it's or how many views it's had, but I imagine it's, you know, it's going to pick up like wildfire, basically. Um, mm. You know, there, there was a a lot of mixed feeling about the last one, shall we say? I I think I liked it more than most. Although I, you know, I still feel it has a lot of problems. I don't, I don't think it was as quite as bad as certain people make it out to be. But you're right. I think I think they they did make an error in making it an all out, you know, or attempting to make it an all out comedy rather than sort of like a, work, a workplace, yeah, but, you know, a workplace comedy or something. Yeah, it'd have yeah, been, it'd been better that. if had the Ghostbusters tag to it. I think that was part of the problem. I think that did it harm in the end. Yeah. I, 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 no, I don't know. No, I think. I mean, you look at the four leads, right? Mm-hmm. You've got four of the funniest women on the planet. So why not do it as an all-out comedy? Yeah. 
but it just yeah. wasn't funny. No. You know, no. and there's a couple of bits, but uh, no. I mean, again, the first one as well, and, you know, the, the original two, they are, they are pretty scary. I mean, yeah. mm, I went... Is, yeah. That's the point, they weren't comedy. No, I know, but as well, but I mean, I was four, I think, when I went watching the first one in the cinema, and just shit myself all the way through, basically. <laughs> yeah, but they were, they were kind of grounded in reality, but it was more like a—I'm not going to say buddy comedy, but it, it was funny because the script was funny because it was <clears throat> normal life, wasn't it? And it was yeah. played on the natural and the kind of ethereal and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Things that you see in the corner of corridors and all this kind of thing, and then like proper ghost. Well, the reboot was just. A, played it like a kind of a, a, not in, I don't mean this in a horrible way, way but kind of bridesmaids comedy kind of Melissa McCarthy comedy it, it was no it wasn't scary no drama. Yeah, they, they made, oh, they made, they made no, no that's it I mean they, they made no attempt at actually trying to make it scary at all yeah, yeah and the, I, think, I think that's the sort of real issue with it and the villain yeah. was the worst villain oh. I've seen in a film for god knows how long indeed to be fair anyway let's, let's um, anyway. move on to something that um Okay, you know, we we got various hopes for that one. We'll you know we'll see how it bears fruit as um as it as the production develops. Now something mm. which has it's already formed as we know. Um, we've been waiting for this trailer for a while. As as far as the Spider-Man film is concerned, it knocked it out of the park basically. And you know after um, uh, Infinity War, we got everyone sort of what the fuck is that noise? Who's who's shuffling around? Oh, me. And, you know, with a title like Far From Home, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like me, there was a lot of speculation as to what the story was going to be. And it turns out it's uh, it's Peter Parker's European trip, <laughs> European yeah. vacation, um, yeah. in, interrupted by Nick Fury and Mysterio, among others. It looks fantastic, guys. Yeah. It's exactly what we sort of hoped um, sort of a sequel would, would, would look like for Spider-Man, I mean. You know, it picks up with the same characters, um, puts them in a new situation, um, develops sort of Spider-Man's sort of superhero-ness, I suppose, as you could call it, you know, his, uh, yeah. his, his sort of maturing into a superhero by adding in sort of Nick Fury you know, or coming to the attention of Nick Fury and sort of being, being pulled into a mission. God knows what that mission is yet, but looks like London's fucked again, basically. Well, yeah, yeah, you've got London, you've got Venice in there, haven't you? Mm. Um now, what I've heard is that Mysterio is is with Spider-Man. He's not particularly a baddie, but the, mm. the battle in what, what they call the Elementals. Right. So you've got, like, a Waterman, a Fireman. Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> Sandman. Yeah, but now, but now the trailer's come out, mm. and now people are saying that it could be the Sinister Six, but I can't see it myself. It's more, to me, it looks more like it's going to be the Elementals that they're fighting. Yeah. I, I um, you know, and you get all, have you seen the, the people bitching online? No. Saying, oh, oh it, saying it's an endgame spoiler because he's come back. I mean, for fuck's sake, this was announced fucking 12 months ago. They knew they were making a spider, you know, they knew they were making a sequel to it. Yeah. So it's obviously not that much of a bleeding spoiler. Sorry, but seriously, guys, I mean, what idiot looked at Infinity War and thought, well, that's it for half of this, half of the Marvel characters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Geez, I mean this is the thing, if, if you know, 
characters come back to life all the time in the comics. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's, it's very 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 rare that it's um, a it really is it's... sort of the end. You know, I mean, there's yeah. certain characters like like Gamora, for example. I'd be really really surprised if she comes back. Um, yeah, you know, Loki, Loki as well. So so you know there there are definitely going to be you know sort of um, deathly consequences for what what went on but you know I mean, it's just sort of going oh, there's going to be another spider-man of course he's going to come back well yeah but yeah how you know that it's it's how he's going to come back and everyone's sort of like going oh you all, all they need to do is get hold of the infinity gauntlet of of um of uh, thanos and everything be fine and go, okay yeah try then you know <laughs> see, yeah. see how far that gets you um you know the, the um the Sort of the final end credits of Infinity War shows Nick Fury reaching back to fucking Captain Marvel, you know, through time to try and um, save everyone. That's how desperate things are. So who knows? Yeah, and and, and the other one as well is because no one sees Tony Stark in the trailer. You reckon that's a spoiler as well? (laughs) Yeah, but you got Happy in there. So yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I love that. Actually, uh, I, I love that scene between Happy and um, Aunt May. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what just happened? <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but God. you forget how how old Mister Tomei actually is. Because mm. she's got to be pushing fifty something, and she's yeah, she's just still hot, really. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No denying that there. <laughs> Right, let's move on to something else. Um, our final trailer that we're going to talk about, uh, and again, this just dropped today, and my initial reaction was, awesome! <laughs> and that is John Wick Chapter 3. Um, now, you know, picking up where the previous film left off with the John Wick on the run from the, you know, the organisation that he worked for, um, he's been excommunicated, he's fair game to every assassin in the world, basically. Yeah. Um, and this just looks fucking brilliant. I mean, just the art direction in this, the colour scheme in this is just beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the scene in uh, the Roger Deakins Skyfall, you know, when they have the... Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. The, 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 in the kind of like with all the, I can't remember, in the building, was it, with the lighting and stuff like that? So, yeah. 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 Um, and it, it looked just like that, but I, I like you, I, I love the kind of like the colour scheme of it, and I just love just some of the action sequences we see there just made me smile, you know? <laughs> it just makes mm. you smile, doesn't it? It's just like... Because you know well, what you're going to get. Yeah, John Wick on a horse in, in, a, in a gunfight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shooting, yeah. <clears throat> shooting people in the head and stuff, yeah, as, as he does. It's... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, series of films. I mean, for, for my money, the second one actually is better than the first. So you know, there, there's the potential here. Right. Of, this is that's you know, not a, a serious improvement. Hmm. No, I must admit, I I prefer the original. To be fair, <laughs> the second was good, but yeah, it's going to be a good trilogy to have on. You know, to, to actually. <clears> yeah. if, if they if they if they do a decent finish, then it's a really good trilogy. If they can, mm. fingers crossed, because sometimes the third ones dip on quite a few trilogies, don't they? So mm-hmm. fingers Absolutely. crossed, they hold it together. It looks good. It looks really it good. It does look good. Yeah, yeah. it does. And, and and Mark Dacascos is in there as one of the baddies as well. So that that cheered me up no end. Bloody um, hell! I know. It's the same yeah. director. Is it the same guy directing the third one? 
know? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it was the two who did the first one. Yeah. And one dropped out, who, so and he then did he did the, the second. London, yeah. Yes, that was it, yeah. Cool. Right, so that's the trailers out of the way. Now we're going to sort of move on to something which um, you guys seem a bit more sort of familiar with than me. Let, let's start with this thing about the BBFC um, sort of reclassifying uh, certain elements um, for, for its classification. Uh, over to you, Rich. Yeah, so I noticed, I think they announced it either today or yesterday. They, they basically decided, um, so they did a kind of like, I think, a survey um that they tend to do just to kind of see whether they're still in touch with popular opinion this kind of thing sure. um and what they found from about um, a survey of about ten thousand people is that one of the biggest concerns were from parents was sexual violence in films in, in particular uh 12a films so on the back of this concern apparently it was kind of an overwhelming that this was a clear-cut kind of this was the biggest kind of trend that we got from all this this data Hmm. So on the back of that, they've decided to increase 12 A's with any kind of sexual violence involved. Uh, they've reclassified them now to 15s. Um, so I, I didn't, I haven't caught quite caught when this is implemented. I don't know if it's immediate. I don't know if it's a kind of like a delay for this. I'm not quite sure, but obviously that's. Happening. Okay, I don't. Sure. Mean, <clears throat> I don't think it's old films. I think it's going to be new films. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so they're not then, looking. They're not looking to reclassify stuff which have already been certified, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I meant like reclassifies in terms of reclassifying in terms of like going forward. I mean, in yeah. terms of like. Yeah. Um, I think what you might find is, especially with the home, the home market, is that films will have to be. Well, I think they do anyway. They have to be recertified for you know, home consumption, because obviously, yeah. you know, sort of more, there's more potential for sort of younger people to actually sort of see yeah. the product. Um, yes. So, so mm. a film which might have been, you know, at the moment might have been a 12A or, or even a 30, yeah, 15 at the cinema when it goes to DVD, Blu-ray streaming, um, you know, you might find that the, the certificate gets bumped up a bit. Case in point, yeah. actually, um, once upon a Deadpool, yeah. Um, which, yeah. Was, which was deliberately, you know, they've re-edited the film, added new scenes, um, you know, sort of um, re- redone some of the dialogue to sort of take out all the profanity, basically, make it a bit more sort of family-friendly. Um, and yet it's still a 15 in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's gone through as a PG in, in the States or PG-13. Um, yeah. But, but here it's, it's a 15 still. You know, Didn't work. <laughs> I'd be interested to see it, actually. You know, I'd, I would like to sort of see it as a, um, especially, you know, if, if the jokes are as good, if if not as um, dirty, shall we say. <laughs> you know, if, if they can do a sort of clean family version, uh, but keep, you know, keep the, um, you know, the full adult version alongside, then that's, that's great, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the only time I can remember anything like that happening was, um, was it Bruno? They did like a, 18 and then they recut it as a 15 really right. in the cinema yeah it, it was it was it, it was shite anyway but yeah. well i mean I that. You know, going back to ghostbusters just for a sec i mean mm. you know that i mean once upon a time you know, i mean i don't know how often they do this but they'll reshoot certain scenes you know sort of just make it sort of more family friendly so like for the tv version of ghostbusters the scene where um, the civic official gets called um, Dickless by 
mm. Dan Aykroyd, and they say, is this true? And he goes, yes, he's got no dick. But they yeah. changed that line um, for the TV version, but it was them actually sort of saying it, you know, they, they just reshot a different version, um, which, which I thought was quite cool as well, actually. I don't know, what was our point again? Oh, yeah, BBFC. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so here's the thing, right? Sexual violence doesn't belong in any film beyond the 15 anyway, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, what mm. sort of, what's, what exactly were they sort of thinking of? What I mean, do they cite any examples of, you know, examples of things that have sort of slipped through at a sort of 12A? Um, not in the article that I saw. Mm. Um, no. But what no. It's, it's saying that it, it will not be shown on screen anymore, you know, so it... I mean, I'm I'm thinking it might have been something like, I don't know, not you know, like pushing someone onto a bed or you know slapping them or something, yeah. you know, something Anything... like in, along them kind of lines. Okay, so so sexual, you know, sort of like sec- overtones of sexual intimidation, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, you know, yeah. sort of male chauvinism, sort of, you know, trying to sort of pressure somebody into doing something. So yeah, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I can I can I can go with that basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually do not have a problem with that decision. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um It's just it's I mean I'm, it's been very to me it's been a while since they've done they did, I mean they do do it quite often, these these polls and stuff and like Rick was saying, just to, you know, keep in touch with the general public because I think Yeah. Well, when when James Furman was in control, it used to be it was all oh. him, wasn't it? It was, it was basically, yes. Um, yes. you know, what, whatever he didn't like didn't get in. So, so things like nunchucks and in, in throwing stars, no, yep. you know, but any, any sort of violence that was in a historical context, that was fine, you know. Mm. So you know, people yeah, getting yeah. Their, people getting strangled and having their hands chopped off in um, fourteen ninety one. Yeah, that was okay, you know. But um, yeah, show a um, cartoon um, turtle with um, nunchucks. No, 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 you're not, you're not doing that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just found some examples actually. Now that we're so, for example, the Duchess would have got a higher rating. And believe it or not, sausage party. What? Hang on, the, the Duchess, the um, Keira Knightley one. Yeah, because mm. uh, there's a rape scene in there, so that would have got a higher. Of, there's tons of shagging in that film. What the, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, should, that should have been an 18. Right that, from the that would be that that would actually be classified as an 18 rather than a 15. I can't believe um, it wasn't an 18. Already. What a sausage hmm? sausage party? No, oh, no, no, the Duchess. Duchess. The Duchess. Duchess. They're also saying that Sausage Party would be raised from a 15 to an 18 as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there also uh, Wind River as well. Um, that would be increased as well because of the sexual violence. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a well, yeah. yeah. That. Again, yeah, I've got a point with that, that one. But I can't believe that wouldn't be an 18 already, you know. I mean, yeah. that's, what, that's what I'd expect from a film like that. I mean, I thought it was excellent, you know, but I, I certainly wouldn't want... Maybe just, you know, maybe okay. what's happened is is in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, things have just kind of, not drifted, but you know what I mean? Maybe they're just kind of just putting authority... Well, yeah, but that's... A bit more. I, I don't know. Think about it, though. This is what they said when um, like Halloween came out. When was the last time, apart from Fifty Shades of Bollocks or whatever... Hmm. There's been a big studio film with an 18 that's, yeah. that's, that's been an 18. Yeah, it's, it's you know, 
John Wick, I guess. <laughs> That's probably the last one. No, it's 15. Bloody hell. What is this That's world what coming to? Dear, dear David Mel. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, I think, what was it? There was Halloween and then there was another one, like the week after, weren't there? That were both 18s, and it was the first yeah. time in ages hmm. that you'd seen an 18 in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I think the last one I saw before that was what? Probably Train Spotting 2. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's probably only because of the, 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 the drug the, use. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'm all for sort of classification that what I'm against you know, is is censorship. So, you know, as as long as they're not actually tampering with the film and just saying, we think this is the appropriate audience for it, mm. um, you know, then, yeah. then I, I don't actually have a problem with that. That's, that's, that's yeah. good stuff. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather they kind of increase ratings so I can see the film as the director intended than kind of like trying to cut things out to make it part yes. of kind of whatever, you know, that's that, that's mm. what I don't want to don't want to see you know it's exactly yeah. but having said that most of the time when they do that it's the studio doing that anyway yeah yeah now, now rather it's, than the bbfc yeah like the trying to get the biggest possible kind of demographic for their films so, yeah yeah, okay. yeah cool right um somebody mentioned itunes earlier uh, yeah it's, it's like apple apple are launching their streaming service very soon I mean, mm. it's basically they've announced that the first film that they're going to be releasing is uh, Sophia Coppola teaming up with Bill Murray. Um, there's not much more details about what the film is involving stuff, but they've also kind of obviously announced in, they've got projects tied up with Jennifer Aniston, Steven Spielberg and this kind of thing. So they're kind of now getting into the, getting onto the streaming um, platforms as obviously is Disney's launching this year as well. So mm. it'll be so, interesting because. So basically, um, you know, Apple wandered into a room full of money and went, "Shit, what are we going to do with all this?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll spend some and make a shitload more, like they exactly. normally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, going on on from that, I did hear that Netflix in the US, at least, is actually putting its prices up a little bit. Yeah, I um, saw that as well. And I, I think that is in that is as a consequence of everyone in in the states, at least, sort of sharing their passwords with yeah. each other you know so so you know of the people who actually sort of watch netflix there's probably only about half of them have an actual account <laughs> you know, and the rest yeah. of them just you'll use the log yeah. of their friends and family or whatever but, yeah. um yeah so i mean so how many you know if you think about it, how many streaming services are that now I, I actually use three separate streaming services. I, I, I've got Netflix. I've currently got Amazon Prime, and I also have Shudder, which is the um, the horror network. The horror one, yeah. Um, so, so I, I use them. I, you know, I don't watch hardly any sort of terrestrial TV at all. Well, I, um, I mean, I've got same. I've, well, I've got I've got Netflix and Amazon. I have mm-hmm. Sky, but that's obviously not a streaming one. But I, I uh, yeah, of course. Sky. You know what? Yeah, I'm saying this. Come April, I think a lot of people are going to be switching to Sky because that's when Game of Thrones comes back. Yeah, that's oh true. god, yeah, cannot wait for that. <laughs> All of a sudden, Sky's Sky <clears throat> subscription is going to skyrocket. Either that, yeah, or, or, or the pirating 
so industry is going to go into yeah. overload. Everyone the- knows that it's the, it is the most pirated show, and even HBO have said, yeah, yeah we, we admit that. Yeah. But I mean, I think what the, what it is, it's also it's the pirate, most pirated show, but also it's the one that actually drives the most viewers as well. So people mm. what, people have pirated the show, and then they've actually gone and got Net, um, HBO or, or yeah. Sky. You know, um, it, it's not actually it, it doesn't actually reduce their viewing figures. No, they said that. Yeah. But anyway, it's like the I'm, not con- I'm not condoning piracy. Piracy, exactly. Um, I'm just pointing the fact. Um, yeah. Right, okay, so any more news, guys? So I think we've been pretty good this week with sort of bits and pieces. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so um, we're going to move on to something slightly different, and that is Titans. Uh, because you, you mentioned, Steve, um, you wanted to have a little bit of a go. Oh, it wasn't actually far <laughs> on here. I mean, it was just over the message bit. That was all. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I can do. Uh, <laughs> wait... Where are you up to? Uh, we've just we just left the Doom Patrol, basically. See, I've only I've only watched one right. episode so far. So, what do you think of it, Rich? So far, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's oh, is derivative, but at the same episode. time, on the one the episode, same... yeah. I don't know um, the episode that I've I've only watched one episode, and it's really difficult to judge something like that. Is that the first one? Bits of it okay. Bits of it remind me of Gotham, the TV series. Hmm. Bits of it remind me mm. of other. I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a little bit unconvinced so far. It's nothing, nothing it's done yet has made it stand out any better than any other mm. of the kind of like superhero TV shows and stuff. Um, I'd heard a, I, maybe it's because I'd heard a lot of people banging on about it and saying oh it's going to be really good, but I'm not sure yet. I'm, and it's very difficult after one episode because you're not familiar with the yeah. characters. You know, it's a slow burn, blah blah blah. When you watch something, something yeah. so I, I can't say. I mean, I'm, it. it it's not made me think. Oh no, I don't want to watch another episode. I'm intrigued to watch it and into it. So it's not turned me off, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm still a little bit unsure, you know, so far. Sitting on the fan. So I, I finished it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's not brilliant, but it, it, it's good. It's it's enjoyable. It's it's a lot edgier than you know, like Flash and Arrow and stuff like that. You know, you've Definitely got. Definitely is. Yeah. You know. It's, Pretty violent, but there's just two things that really, really piss me. The last episode yeah. really fucked me off, right? And I can't go into it because it's too much of a spoiler, but, <laughs> Mike, you need to tell me when, you, when you've watched it and let me know what yeah. you think because it really pissed me off. I've, I've got a um, feeling I've, I'd have finished it by the time we record the next episode because my wife actually really likes it as well. So, you know, it's it's a binge yeah. watch at home. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get through it pretty quick. And there's one more episode. Again, it, have you seen... Did you watch Stranger Things Season 2? Yes. Right. You know the one where she, like, Eleven runs away and it completely calls off... Yeah, the main story. new characters and yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the same as that, but it's kind of in that vein, right? Where it's like a complete episode. You don't even see like the Titans as such hmm. in the episode. Right. <laughs> Just them two episodes really pissed me off. Apart from that, it's pretty good. I I've enjoyed it. Hmm. Good, but yeah. No, I, got, I mean, I thought it was pretty ballsy of them to sort of, um, you know, 
drop in a whole new team that which which they're planning a spin-off for you know four episodes into their new series mm. which was, yeah <laughs> you know, that was yeah um, that's, that's a bit of confidence that one but anyway well i mean that the thing is though it's it's for the warner brothers streaming service in america all oh, right yeah yeah it's that so you know oh, it's not a netflix kind of thing no, no, it, it was made for the streaming service. It was what launched it in America. Uh, you've answered um, my question. I was about to say, because Netflix is losing all the Marvel properties, has it kind of delved into DC? And now I understand what, what I, I just want. Yeah, we're, we're, we're lucky, I think, in the UK, as far as Netflix is concerned, because, you know, that that show, as, as you say, it's, a, it's, it's meant to be for the Warner streaming service, which obviously mm. we don't get. Also, yep. Star Trek Discovery... Star Trek. Oh, it's back. The, the Paramount. Tomorrow, isn't it? It's back it's tomorrow. tomorrow isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't mean it's back right now, but it's you know. So, yeah. I I can't fucking wait for that. Yeah. So oh, so we're lucky gosh. in that respect. We don't we, we don't yeah. have to subscribe to all these different series. You know, Netflix is is doing a reasonable good job of um, you know, bringing these series to us. But there you go. Cool. Right. And uh, from there, we're going to segue into our first review. The Smoking Lambs Movie Reviews. Our first review this week is Bird Box. In this one, Sandra Bullock plays a pregnant lady who is about to give birth, but unfortunately some sort of apocalyptic apocalyptic event has happened. Um, An invisible force is making people either go insane or commit suicide after witnessing their deepest fears. Um, Sandra Bullock sort of ends up in a sort of uh, apartment with a bunch of other survivors uh, as they wait it out, um, and this sort of time is sort of split between sort of the past, as as we sort of see how she gets to this point where she has to take this perilous journey with her now five-year-old children. Uh, this film is available on Netflix, um, which is one of those things where you, it ends up being kind of fifty-fifty. It's like is this going to be a good thing or is it going to be a bad thing? Um, but I think, guys, for my money, this is a good thing. Yeah, yes. jump in. I agree with you. Um, that's it. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so people have sort of like likened this to like a good version of the happening, the um, yeah. Shem Island film. Uh, I can kind of see that. Uh, um, yeah, one of the a lot of a lot of it a lot of people have um mentioned quiet place as well because of the obviously yeah. the you know kind of like not seeing things and kind of like that kind of thing mm. um yeah i i i kind of watched this um i didn't have much expectations because when a film appears on netflix no offense but it's, it's track record at the moment isn't brilliant shall we say i think mm. a couple of the film, worst films of the year i put in last year even though they had a couple of good ones um um yeah, I thought Sandra Bullock was brilliant. I thought she was really good, real good emotional kind of heft to it. I enjoyed the story um, because I've heard I heard of all the comparisons of about um, a quiet place, and I kind of thought, oh, but this is this is a bit different. This is more psychological in some ways in terms of the suicide thing. I think is an interesting thing, um, and I, I don't really want to give a spoilers, but there's there's, there's a certain people who aren't affected by the um hmm. by whatever it is as well so that was an interesting well, they're, they're affected in a different way aren't they basically yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Everyone, if, yeah. No, nobody comes out of it unscathed but no. um yeah the the um the denouement was 
it was kind of obvious when you see it, but then at the same time you're like, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's like, but yeah, um, definitely, yeah, no, it was, it, as you say, it's really I, well done. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I had a slight issue with, I mean, maybe this is just me. I, at the beginning, I found it a bit not frustrating, but when they kept going back, um, the the time jump. Hmm. I, I kind of just wanted to go on with one place where it was where it was actually the outbreak was happening rather than but then I kind of see how it tied in if you see what I mean it kind of like I got I got it to see why it worked but initially I was like mm, we need to do this um I see what they're trying to do so sure. yeah, there, I, I, yeah. there is there is kind of an issue with with that sort of time jump because you know because you're, you're showing us what's happened what is happening now and then you're yeah. showing us the sort of the lead in up to that. And it kind of goes back to my big bugbear of the in-media res thing, where you sort of jump in at one point and then sort of jump back and try and show how you get to that point. The problem yeah, is with this is that you've got Sandra Bullock with her two children going on this perilous journey. We know yeah. that they are alone. And yet we keep jumping back into the past where she's in a house full of people for the other survivors. So clearly... You know, over the course of the film, they're going to get whittled down to to just Sandra Bullock and her sort of two also kids, basically. The kids survive as well, so that <laughs> takes that emotional kind of heft at that point as well. You know, the, so I think that's the problem. Well, you kind of it takes away some of that tension that you yeah. you know who's going to survive and who isn't. Exactly up, that, up to that, up to that point when they leave the that, house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the issue I think I had with the time jump thing because I was kind of like. Em- emotionally invested in it into the characters and then do that time jump and i'd be like oh and that and i found it boring and i kind of like it reminded me of who who was kind of surviving who was yeah but i mean i'll i enjoyed it i thought it was re- i i thought it was good but it could be that she just leaves them yeah you know it's it's never i mean i mean some of them actually do if you remember rightly yeah, they yeah. not they, all they of them. Fuck off down. with all the food, don't they? Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck off with the yeah. car and the food, bastards. So yeah. you know, it's it's one of them. But no, I, I I must admit, I thought it was great. I think we sat down and watched. We all sat down and watched this on Boxing Day. I think it was <laughs> hungover and just <laughs> banged it on. And no, I enjoyed. It. I thought it was really good. Uh, what I I thought the best one in it was John Malkovich. I thought he yes. was absolutely brilliant. It's just a miserable old bastard, basically. <laughs> miserable old alcoholic who's just tells it as it is. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no airs and grace. And the, and the problem is he was right. You know, he, you know, he, he is the sort of hard bastard, the sort of the unfeeling one sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but everything he said t- turned out to be absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm. uh, yeah, they should have listened to him, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was I thought the whole good. cast. Was very good. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it good to see Sarah Paulson in there from um, American Horror Story as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really good. And and you know, um, spoiler not spoiler, you know, one of the things I'd like as well is that we never really find out what the fuck is going on. You know, no. we're, we're we're kept in the dark as in the same way that all the characters are. You know, they 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 can't know. What, what what's what's actually happening? Um, no. If they if they found out, then they're gonna you know face the consequences basically. So yeah. so so it kept us as much in the dark as as everyone else, which was um, you know. Yeah, which I like that because it's not. It gives you that sense of mystery. You know, you you don't know yeah. why it's happened or yeah. 
And it's one of those things that, you know, whatever explanation they come up with isn't going to be good enough. No, no. You know, it isn't going to be no. as satisfying. It's, it's not nice, no. I think. And I'd say... Everyone wants, everything. everyone wants everything explained or sequels mm. and prequels have everything tied up to mm. you know, how, how did this happen? How did they get to this? How did they blah, blah, blah? It's, it's, it, a lot of it doesn't need to be told. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. Just accept it, you know? And I think because, because of the way it happens, because it is so quick, you know, um, that mm. thing in the hospital, you know, when she sees the woman sort of smashing her head against the, the window and realises what's happening. And by the time she gets to the car, it's already in full swing. You know, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. it's, it's an epidemic. It's happened looks like that. Um, so, so nobody's going to be able to know. Nobody's going to sort of, you know, to study anything or anything like that. It's just like it's happened, and yeah. you know, we, we've got to deal with it or not. Yeah. yeah, but I'd say the only thing that that's kind of disappointed me mm. was the end. And it's not what it is. It's because of what they didn't do. Hmm. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've heard, but the ending of the book it's based on hmm. is a lot bleaker. I'm not surprised because there are definitely, there are definitely signposts in the film that it's going to end. Uh, and, okay, so, so spoiler, non-spoiler again. Um, yep. I, I thought that um, Sandra Bullock's character was going to bite the bullet. At mm. some point, um, because the way she's teaching her kids, you know, when she's sort of driving home the point that, you know, if, if I'm in trouble, you've just got to go, you know, yeah, don't, yeah. you've got to save yourself sort of thing. And I thought that's going to happen. You know, it, it's 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 been told too many times for it not to happen, for it not to have that sort of level of significance. So I was, I was kind of surprised how kind of soft the ending was but I was at the same time I was kind of relieved you know? no, yeah exactly exactly but I mean it, it didn't the ending didn't take away from my enjoyment of it mm. it's what I've learned since then mm. and you're like oh that would have been interesting that would have been good if they'd have done that mm. but, yeah and they didn't but no I, I enjoyed it I thought it was really good and it's is it it's one of the most popular films that Netflix have ever done. I think so. It's certainly one, one of the most talked about. Well, no, they never released Viewing Theory, did they? Sorry? Netflix. Yeah, you're they never released. Break up a bit, mate. You're muffled. Sorry. Yeah. They never released Viewing Figures, Netflix. I don't think normally. so. No. Yeah, normally. No. But apparently, after one week, 45 million views of this film. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's doing something right compared to some of the other ones that they've had yeah mm. and no I, I enjoyed it it was good it was good something different absolutely yeah so I mean there's, there's loads of films which you know become sort of Netflix exclusives and uh, as you said Rich you know it, it's it's um, a, bit, a bit of a game of chance you know have is, is this like an um, a sort of unseen gem that Netflix have managed to get hold before everyone else, and you know, or is it something that has been dumped by the studio straight to Netflix, you know, bypassing like a DVD release, even you know, just just to sort of try and re- re- recover some of its money. You know, we, we've had examples of both. You know, we had the, we had the um, the Cloverfield paradox last year, but, mm. then, but then again, we've had films like Apostle, which I thought was superb. You know, and, and now this, you know, um, 
uh, the night comes for us was another really really good one um so yeah i mean hopefully you know the people buying these films off net you know for netflix are you know seem to be doing a better job than than previously yeah that it's it's kind of i think they've hit a turning point after the Cloverfield paradox in mute and stuff like that it, they seem to be getting a lot more quality exclusive shall we say yeah absolutely roma as well has been a good film roma i've heard a lot about i mean it's it's not something that appeals to me personally but you know i've i've heard it been talked Mm. about quite a lot recently the one thing that the one thing they seem to be doing though is is kind of like whether it's a good film or bad film is it it getting people just kind of like event event movie isn't it it's like Mm. because it's streamed there's no no traders or anything it's hits you know what i mean it's yeah. like imagine today if you'd have found out new Ghostbusters film on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been yeah. like it's gone mental, wouldn't it? You think about mm. what's happened with the trailer today. Not saying that they would do with that franchise, but they have that kind of capability, don't they, just to kind of make social media go crazy because everyone knows Netflix and they know they're renowned for this just dropping stuff, yeah. which they did with the TV series and they're now doing with film. So they've got a really good way of marketing stuff and especially for smaller films, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I have this sort of bugbear with, with Netflix over this, this very issue. It is, you know, it, it's difficult to sort of plot, to know what's coming out. There's um, a website called Den of Geek, which does a thing every month where they actually sort of say, okay, so next month coming onto Netflix is, you know, mm. these films and things like this. Um, and if, you, if, you've got the, if you've got Netflix on your phone, on your iPhone or, you know, smartphone, they have a coming soon thing on there and they actually sort of highlight various things that come in. But, you know, using it on your TV or on your, le- or on your laptop, you don't get that feature at all. It's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know what's coming? You know? it's yeah. I mean, the other thing, you know, finally they, they start sort of noting that, oh, oh, if you're watching like The Good Place, for example, and you click on The Good Place, it'll actually say, oh, new episodes are coming out on a certain date so you know you can, yeah you look forward to it but um yeah they've been a bit weird i mean you know some of the films that i watch you know i'm into my martial arts and action films and stuff and i, and I watch loads of those and i watch one stand-up comedy thing and all of a sudden you know oh if you watch this stand-up comedy thing you might like these as well you know? <laughs> yeah and then i sort of go it's crazy yeah, and then I'm sort of like, what the fuck, next Netflix? You got this film? They went, oh, would you would you have been interested in that? Oh, didn't we? Oh, yeah, you watch those things. You know, for God's sake, you know they, they need to sort out their algorithms, basically. Yeah, it's, it's not quite working correctly. Correctly. Anyway, I digress again. What are we going to score, Bird Box, Steve? Um, I'd say a solid six. Mm-hmm. Rick. Um, I think I'm going to give it a seven. Good. I'm I'm going to give it a seven as well. I think, yeah, definitely a seven. So two sevens and a six for Bird Box. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Smoking Lamb. Our next review and sticking with our 
Netflix theme is Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh, this is a sort of feature-length version of um, Black Mirror, uh, directed by David Slade and written by Charlie Brooker. In this, it's set in 1984, and a young programmer begins to question reality <laughs> as he works to adapt a fantasy novel into a video game. Now, Steve, unfortunately, you're the only one who's actually seen this. Can you tell us a little bit more? Um... I can and I can't. Because it's weird because it's so, one of. I think I think we do need to sort of say with this as well um, is that the structure of yeah. this particular thing is it's it's in the form of like a choose your own adventure, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so um, there there are a number numerous endings. Is apparently, it just the ending or, yeah. or is it sort of various choices you make while you're watching it? So is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? And depending on what you choose then, you know, you get a different scene sort of come up. Basically, yeah. I mean, like, when, when I was doing it, you, you know, I mean, the first choice comes, like, straight away. It's either Frosties or Sugar Puffs for your breakfast, you know. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's, that's the first brilliant. choice. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of, it loops on itself, if you know what I mean. Right. So you go through. You get to one point, you pick something, and it kind of ends, hmm. but then restarts again. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very very weird thing. Now, I must admit, I wasn't overly keen on it. To be fair, I just thought it was very not much happened in a way, hmm. and. I mean, I'm not, I've not really watched Black Mirror. I've seen a couple of episodes, and it's you know it's not something mad, mad, madly yeah. into. Um, my son and wife love it; they're always watching it. But I can kind of take it or leave it as such. And I just felt it was a bit flat. If you didn't have, you know, the choose your own adventure version of it, I think it'd be pretty pretty much boring. To be fair, right? Um, there's no. The characters don't look really build or anything. Cause I think because you are picking your way through it. Hmm. Does it sort of yeah. like, you know, prevent it from sort of flowing? Yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. And you don't, I, I didn't find myself getting involved with the characters or what he was trying to do. or And there's some bits, it just goes completely off the rails. You know, there's... Hmm. I don't want to get into spoiler territory. Well, no, I might as well. Cause... Might as well. There's so many different endings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's there's one bit where you're going through, and you have to pick, and it starts screaming into the air like, "Who are you? What are you doing? You are controlling me." Hmm. And you have to, you know, and then the choices come up, and one of them is Netflix. So I pick Netflix, and Netflix starts talking to him through his PC. And he's like, what are you? So, well, I'm a streaming service from the future. It's like, what's a streaming service? And you're like, oh, for God's sake. Jesus Christ, here we go. And it just, you know, and then you get another one where there's a demon. And then there's bits with his, you know, he keeps going to his therapist. Because it's, it's kind of like a mental breakdown as he's trying to create this game, basically. Called Bandersnatch, based on this book. But again, it's a choose-your-own-adventure game. So he's trying to work out all the possibilities and it sends him crazy like it did the author of the original book. And it's just sat there with his therapist, um, Alice, Alice Lowe, 
you know, he directed yeah. and starred in Prevenge, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one where she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Which was a great film. Yeah. And he keeps coming back to her, and he just starts having a martial arts karate fight with her all the way through the office, and he's like, well, it, it's... It's kind of taking the piss in itself, but it's not. It, it was okay. It just. It's it's a good experiment, I think. Yeah. You know, it's not. I've done it, and and I know there's different endings that I've not seen, and this, this, this. But I don't think I could be asked doing it again because I was sat there for about two hours. You know, and then, like I say, it kept looping. I kept going back to the same point and starting from the same point, and then trying to find a different ending and it was all right if they did it again i'd probably give it another go you know just to yeah. see how it works yeah well it sounds very much like the actual choose your own adventure books you know it's uh, yeah, you do the first few, and then eventually yeah. you're just doing it to see what the different endings and things are <laughs> yeah yeah okay i mean i'll probably give it give it a five a five. I know. I think. I, I believe Josh said that he would have preferred it if it had just played like a normal episode rather than the you know all the different bits and pieces mm. as well. So yeah, okay. This is one of the you know if if I have time I'll uh, I'll I'll check it out. But at the moment there's just so much other stuff that's mm. more interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that is a five out of ten for Bandersnatch from Steve and the Smoking Lamb. <laughs> Our next review is The Favourite. In early 18th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne, and her close friend Lady Sarah governs the country in her stead. When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears her to Sarah and the Queen. Um, so lots and lots of awards been handed over to this thing. Um, I believe that um, Olivia Coleman picked up um, Golden Globe uh, this week. Was it this week, last week? Remember, yeah, last week was it last week? Yeah, um, so you know, and and the the, I don't know, the the trailer for this just sort of made me giggle a little bit. It was was nice to sort of see something a bit sort of more bawdy for a sort of costume drama. Um, but Ricky, let's uh, get your thoughts first, yeah. I think you kind of um mentioned it. It's, It's it was interesting. This is obviously by the same director who did the the lobster. Um, really? Oh, which more, yeah, which is a bit more kind of like an avant-garde, one might say, kind of thing. But um, what what I found refreshing about this is is a period drama that wasn't so kind of stuffy. If you see what I mean, like how it, it didn't to me in terms of the the camera, um, the cinematography wasn't as you would um, traditionally see a kind of period drama. And I found it. I, I have to say, I, I generally found this quite funny. Um, and it reminded me a lot of Love and Friendship from yeah, a couple of years ago. Kate Beckinsale, Beckinsale yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the difference with this film is there was an underpinning kind of tragedy about it in the way that uh, Olivia Coleman kind of played Queen Anne as this kind of like, you know, she's kind of like depressed, kind of like queen. But really it's, it's the Rachel Weisz character, Sarah, who kind of like is her confidant is a kind of you know is the one that's kind of like that she it's basically hands the reins of the kind of like running the country until her cousin comes along which is emma stone and then there's kind of then they they kind of basically 
the three try it's almost like a love triangle hmm. kind of appealing for her affections and stuff um and i found that kind of although it's funny there's there's this kind of like a tragic kind of underlining to it that i thought was quite interesting again it's quite you know and, and i think olivia coleman she plays the character really well because she's kind of like regal but then very childlike in the same way kind of thing and kind of obviously quite tragic um because she's obviously depressed and stuff um but i like you know i like i kind of i liked it i, I liked um the fact that you're not sure of the motives of the three characters you're not sure who loves who what they're doing you know that, that it keeps it a bit more kind of ambiguous so it keeps you kind of and it was a bit refreshing to have a kind of period drama that was a bit more you know it was different and i thought the score was really interesting as well um very kind of abstract in some bits as well um what about you what do you think mike um i i yeah i, I like this film but it, it's i mean it's it's quite off kilter because it gives you this character emma stone's character of abigail you know <laughs> when we first meet her she's covered in shit um, because <laughs> she had to endure this this uh, carriage ride to, to, to this estate. Um, there was a guy sat opposite her having a wank <laughs> in this carriage, which is full of yeah, people. Right. And he, he's just he just leering at her having a wank, which is like, oh, fucking hell. And then as she tries to get off, he pushes, he gives her a shove and she lands in, like, you know, horse shit or something. And then when she goes into the, um, in, into the, into the estate, into the, the this country house, the, um, the fucking maids set her up, don't they? Because they go, oh, you just yeah. you, you need to get sort of cleaned up before you go meet sort of Lady Sarah. Just go through these doors and you'll be able to sort of wash up. And of course, she goes through these doors. She's in the bloody drawing room, and there's a you know this Lady Sarah. <laughs> what, what the fuck? You know, and, and it's all the way through. There's this sort of real sort of passive aggressive relationship with the with yeah. the maids. It's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, um, yeah, uh, Miss said you got to clean, you scrub the floors. You know, and she starts doing it, and this burns her hand because it got quick lime in it. Go, oh yeah, you might want to get some gloves for that. You know, because, <laughs> you know all this sort of shit going on. Um, but you know, so so he's quite sympathetic. And then there's this whole thing where she's involved with um, Harley uh, Nicholas Holt's character and and his friend because he you know he fancies her, and the, the way she sort of deals with that. So she's got our sort of sympathies there. But then the film sort of changes, isn't it? And her character sort of, she starts yeah. to inveigle her way, sort of worm her way into Queen yeah, Anne's affection. Yeah, starts at the bottom, then kind of gradually kind of worms her way into yeah. the affections and, of the Queen through, yeah. through basically just from, you know, it's kind of like very much how you kind of see it nowadays. Someone kind of trying, society, isn't it? Trying to make their way through the levels of society. It's that, but within a household, essentially. Exactly, but I mean, mm. you know, and, and and on the opposite side, you got sort of Lady Sarah's character, um, who, you know, she is quite acerbic, seems to be sort of quite sort of unfeeling, and you know, enjoying the fact that she's sort of wielding the queen's power. Yeah. But I think by by the end of the film, you realise that she she was the one who actually loved the queen. You know, and everything she did was out out of her love, and and she's sort of put into this sort of horrific sort of position by this, you know, by what was sort of going on in court. Um, but again, this sort of, this this sort of interesting sort of almost sort of bittersweet comeuppance at the end. You know, that 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 final scene of of what Abigail has to do, 
it was it was actually quite amusing you know it, it's it's like well yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the situation you're in now um but you know the the i'm i'm i hate the idea of the lobster film and, and i i if i you know i'm really surprised that i like this as much as i did bearing in mind it's the same director the art direction for this is really good i mean obviously the costumes and everything are superb as you'd expect but the art direction um you know they they use like sort you know natu- as natural lighting as they could like candlelight and things like that but the interesting camera angles because they use like fisheye lenses at times to sort of yeah. distort, you know so, so you get this sort of um sort of distorted wide angle but also the, yeah. there's loads and loads of trolley um you know filming where, where they're sort of in you know, the camera sort of sort of being pulled back, you know, or people are walking a lot and the sort of camera sort of trying to sort of keep ahead of them. Mm. You know, lots and lots of sort of stuff like that, which which made it really interesting. Um, I absolutely loved Nicholas Holt in this. Uh, he's, he's one of my favourite actors. He's ever since um, About a Boy, um, you know, he's, he's one of these guys who's, you know, re- really done well, I think, o- over the years. Picked some interesting yeah. roles. Um, mm. so, he's from my hometown. Sorry, he's from, my, he's from where I live. Really? All right. Nicholas Holt. I used to sit on the train to work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a school kid? Yeah. Bizarre, bizarre. But yeah, I, I, I really think he's, I think he's really good in this. Um, and I'm, I'm a bit surprised, having watched the film, that no one mentions him at all, do they? But they're always on about, they're on about mm. the three. Don't get me wrong. Those three performances by Emma Stone, oh, Rachel Weisz, yeah. he's I've totally eclipsed by them. But, but yeah, it's an understated performance, isn't it? Really, mm. um, it just he's nice. Still, like when he's talking to Abigail, you know, he's, he's trying to get her to sort of, you know, rat on sort of Lady Sarah and that. And it's where he just pushes her down a hill in the dark, you know, goes yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> things like that. Well, you, you know, she'll say, "Oh, say something," and he goes, "Do you want me to be punch you in the face?" You know, <laughs> just like casual violence. Basically. Nah. But um, yeah, I, 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 I think this deserves all the plaudits it's been getting. Um, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it does play with your expectations, you know, about characters and things, you know, the the people you're rooting for at the beginning, um, you know, you might not be quite rooting for them by the end of the film. You know, the, the, um, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned, um, Oh, uh, love and friendship. Have, have you ever read anything by, um, George MacDonald Fraser? Don't think I have no. He knew. He did. He did the Flashman series of books. Um, Harry Flashman oh. about a character yeah. who's like a total coward, basically, but always gets into all these adventures. There, there was a film um, about one of the books called Wild Flash um, with Malcolm McDowell and um, Oliver Reed back in the day, and he also did the screenplays for the um, the Three Musketeers and the Four Musketeers. So he's uh, uh, you, uh, know, yeah. you know the stuff like. You know, in in those in those films, I don't know if you remember, but you get a lot of like um, characters in the background talking, so you get like a, you know a slice of life, and yeah. then, you know, and, uh, you, you kind of get that here, but but not you know, yeah. so, so so you know, you've seen seen this you know these fucking scullery maids so it's, it's sort of setting her up and sort of all this sort of shit, and the poor page boy, you know, getting yelled at, going, "Did you look at me? Go, uh, no, no, ma'am, you know, don't look yeah, at me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is in the trailer, isn't it? Yeah, it's all good stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was reminded of, um, sort of George MacDonald Fraser's 
stuff. Anyway, uh, Ricky, scores. I think, I don't know, I was toying with this. I think I will probably give it a seven and a half. Hmm. I think I'm going to go for half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to drop it to a six. Um, and, and again, this is just my kind of expectations and how they were played with. And, you know, and I, I felt kind of a bit sort of grimy at the end of it you know it's sort of uh, (laughs) been been taken into this woman's sort of of confidence about you know and and how how she sort of stitches certain people up and uh it's you know and and yeah it's just weird it's like it's it's almost like something out of like the league of gentlemen or something you know it's 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 got this sort of weird sort of really black humor to it you know i mean it's it makes it strange weird. for the, all this Oscar kind of buzz and stuff because it is a quite, a, you know what I mean, and for that well, kind of thing. I it's mean, a, it's uh, a very independent type of film, isn't it? Yeah. Can I just, like Mike was saying before, you've not, you said you didn't really fancy the lobster in that. Yeah. No, I've not seen that. But have you seen Dogtooth? Uh, no, but I, I know of it. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've not seen the favorite yet. I really want to watch it, and mm. was going to watch it last night, but there was issues. Um, it's very, very weird. It's very strange, and I think he's weird. That's what I mean. I think he's kind of kept that. It seems to keep that going through all his films. You know what I mean? Mm. Very quirky, very different. And like I said, I didn't really fancy the lobster, so I've I've not watched that yet. Mm. But I really, really want to see this, and hopefully in the next couple of days I will be doing. But that's he's got that quirkiness about him. He really has. He, he definitely does, and I think he's, he's one of the, this. This film, I think, is the nearest he's he's kind of got it to playing it straighter, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's one of those things that you don't want to take that kind of strangeness away from him. But I think, like any anyone who's such a has a, such a unique style that actually, if you kind of temper it down slightly, there's a there's a really you know great film in him. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. I don't think this is that. I don't think it's this film. But I think that there, there could be a you know there's a great film in there. So yeah. um, so this was written by um, Deborah Davis and Tony Manara, um, neither of whom have really sort of done a feature screenplay before. I mean, uh, Tony Manara has been involved in numerous TV series. Uh, this seems to be Deborah's first stab, <laughs> shall I say, uh, um, uh, sort of writing a film, um, but. Jesus, I mean the you know the, the level of wit and wordplay and you know just just the the, the dialogue back and forth is is yeah. just really really good you know and, and I can see why you think of love and friendship in that way because you know again that was a very wordy um, sort of film mm. um, but yeah I mean there's just some brilliant exchanges in this there's a bit where this guy comes into Abigail's room who she fancies and she goes so. Are you here to seduce me or, or rape me? And he goes, Madam, I'm, I'm a gentleman. And he goes, Oh, you're going to rape me then? <laughs> and just, sort of like, <laughs> you know, and just, just pissing around, you know, just, just messing around with him, sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's but, good. Uh, yeah, but no, it's, it's good fun. And yeah, so yeah, six from me and a seven from uh, Ricky for this one. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Smoking Lamb Podcast on iTunes. Welcome back, and now to our final review um, of today, and that is Bumblebee, 
So not a sequel to the long-standing Transformers uh, franchise, but a spin-off by uh, Travis Knight, who people may be aware of that did Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, very acclaimed uh, animation from a couple of years ago. And this one basically sets up the character of Bumblebee, which people will be familiar with the previous kind of like incarnations of Transformers. Um, and it, it's very much in keeping, I think, with the original kind of like cartoon and comics. And it's basically Bumblebee comes from it basically comes to Earth from Cybertron and he strikes up a, a kind of like unlikely friendship with um, Hayley Steinfeld. And basically the two kind of, you know, people who don't fit in. And it's kind of people might say it's kind of like a, a twist on the kind of Iron Man E.T. kind of um kind of genre um yeah mike what did you think i'm gonna throw in an analogy an analogy um before i get into this so ages and ages ago when i was still at school i needed glasses right and i didn't have glasses for ages because because they broke whatever and i just sort of carried on without them and i just sort of got used to the fact that i didn't have glasses until um somebody pointed out that actually um you know, you don't seem to be writing stuff down off the blackboard properly and all the rest of it. So, you know, finally got glasses and it was like, holy fuck, you know, is this what sort of vision is supposed to look like? (laughs) So, you know, we've had how many Transformers movies now? Five, six? Five. 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 Okay. Um, And all of a sudden, along comes this Bumblebee directed by Travis Knight, who did um, Kubo, as we mentioned. And all of a sudden, it's like, what the fuck have we been watching for the last five movies? For the last 15 hours worth of, of film? And millions and millions of dollars of the most mundane spectacle. And all of a sudden, one one guy comes along, strips it down to one character, and actually makes you... Well, for, first of all, actually gives us a character... And not just uh, and not just a um, another fucking toy um, to play with on, on screen. He gives us a proper character we can actually care about and and you know sort of basically fall in love with on screen. Um, it is you know if if I was an executive at um, at Paramount, I'd be scrubbing Michael Bay's name out of my Rolodex slash you know address book. Because who the fuck needs Michael Bay messing around with this franchise um, when he should have been going to someone like this right from the start? I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, apart f- except for the opening section, which is set on Cybertron, and, and it, there, there is a sort of a bit of a gaff where, you know, in the midst of this sort of fight that's going on, um, Bumblebee actually turns into a sports car. I'm thinking... How does Bumblebee, Bumblebee know what the fuck a sports car is? He's never been to <laughs> Earth, you know, and he, he's turned <laughs> yeah. himself into into like a Porsche 911 or something. Um, but other than that, um, I absolutely love this. I love the um, the character of Charlie, uh, you know, sort of grieving the death of her father, um, still trying to work on the, the car that they were both working on every weekend, you know, trying to keep his memory alive, uh, resenting the fact that her mum seems to have moved on, her younger brother seemed to have moved on because, you know, um, her, her mum's remarried this guy called Ron. Um, you know, everyone, no, no one seems to understand why she can't accept him 
you know, the, the, the fact that she's, you know, this, this sort of new family dynamic. Um, and at the same time, she can't understand why they, they, they aren't dealing with the fact that, you know, her dad's dead. There's all that going on. Um, the transformation of Bumblebee into, uh, you know, from a robot to a car is exactly what I wanted right from the beginning of this series in that I want to be able to see how Bumblebee turns into a car. You know, not just like some turdy, bloody CGI sort of thrown out the screen and all of a sudden, ta-da, he's a car. You know, how? How did he get there? You know, he's got proper facial expressions. He's, you know, he's, he's got character, is, is what I'm trying to say here. He's, he's, he's just brilliant. Um, Ricky, what do you think? So I think we should all take a moment to take, it, to take a pause here to thank the stars that we've actually got a decent Transformers film. Um, <clears> and I, com- I completely agree with you. This is by far the best Transformers film in the... Tra- I don't even want to call it a franchise because this is a million miles away from the Michael Bay kind of film. It's, it's got, as I mentioned the opening thing, there's a definite kind of E.T. Iron Giant kind of vibe going on here. You've got two outcasts yeah. in, Bumble- in Bumblebee um and um was it uh, uh Hayley steinfield wonderfully played um and it's got it obviously it's set in the 80s so there's a lot of kind of harkbacks to the original cartoon the original mm. kind of uh, comic books and it actually feels like an 80s film as well you know what i mean in terms of like that kind of spielbergian kind of um 80s film yeah. um i thought i thought it was amazing and fantastic and brilliant to have characters you actually cared about a plot that actually made sense um there's one slight issue with the plot in in that you know when you've got um, the world superpowers and stuff like that they make some kind of like should we say some interesting decisions which you just make the plot <laughs> but that's just that's basically i'll let that fly because there could be worse things than that i thought everything was creating it i thought John Cena, John Cena had, I had an issue with John Cena in that he has some of the best, funniest lines in the film, but it was also like he was in the, he was from the Michael Bay film. You know what I mean? That makes some vibes. Yeah. A little bit, but not enough to kind of derail it. But, um, but yeah. um, And I just, Mm. I just thought it was just like a really, like you were saying, the thing that got me was just like, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the transform, the car turn into the transformer. You can actually see it. I don't know if you guys remember years ago, there was a, a car advert with the transform, you know, the car transformed in, was it Citroen or something like that? It's a very basic kind yeah. of thing. You You're vague and it danced and stuff. I, I don't know if you guys yeah, remember, remember that. Yeah. 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 And I'm thinking that's how transformer should have been. Instead of all this bells and whistle, when we got a new, all this CGI where you can't see what's going on. You can't see what's going on with that. Nothing makes any sense. This was kind of a more stripped down. They use CGI when it needed to be used, but they used it sparingly. Um, and all the kind of aesthetics of the Transformers mm. kind of went and doing well. The voices were great from all the characters. There's none of that crap comedy of like pissing oh, yeah. on mm. stuff like that. the crass kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of really horrible kind of like lowest comedy yeah i i really enjoyed this i thought it was a charming film um and i would urge people to go and see it 
purely because it doesn't seem to be doing as as well as so i'd urge people to, to yeah. kind of go out support this film just because i want to see you know i want to see travis knight i'd love to see him continue this franchise with this yeah. is like with this because and i'm just worried that what worries me about this is that it's not done very well and i think maybe that's a lot to do with the last night being so crap but i I hope it. I hope it doesn't make the studios go. Oh, hang on, this is not what the people want. This is not what China wants. China just wants big, large CG creatures battling and hitting each other with no plot and no kind of you know subtle substance. Because I think that's a really that would be a really terrible thing to happen on the back of of this yeah, film. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's how I would say. So yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. I thought it. Was, yeah, I just want to sort of mention. Maybe it. this is the film I wanted to see at the begin. You know whenever it was 10 15 years ago whenever the franchise started hmm. and yeah it only, cost, it only cost 135 million i mean <laughs> i don't know how much the last one cost but uh yeah there's, there's some, i mean the comedy in this actually works really well at times i mean some, some of john cena stuff sort of fell a bit flat with me um yeah, I, I, did, I did have a bit of an issue with john cena's character it, it takes him a long time to you know comprehend what's actually going on uh, you know, yeah. I mean, e- even when he's sort of presented with certain information, he's, he still acts as if he's like, you know, the villager with a pitchfork trying to get Frankenstein's monster what? sort of thing. But um, some two, two bits of comedy I really like. One was the guy who'd um, he just bought a car off off his, his his wife's complaining that he just bought this car or something, and then you know the, the Decepticons turn up. I thought that was really funny. Um, but also the car chase at the end with uh, Ron driving and he causes that crash, you know, and, and there's certain expectations of what's actually going to happen during that crash. And, bec- and it, it sort of brings me back to the whole thing of Cooper and the two strings. You know, he, he he plays with that sort of expectation of how that's going to happen. And um, yeah, yeah I, I, I just thought that was really smart as well. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's a smart charming film i thought yeah absolutely um, and you know it's it's it, it ditch what was also good about it it ditches all of the all of the mythos of the franchise to date it just it, it kicks it in the teeth basically because... i was gonna say was there any mythos with the franchise today for example you know this is this is obviously bumblebees and the and the transformers first time in you know on earth basically so the whole thing with the, the last night and the whole thing with the dinosaurs and all that sort of shite you know that's that's fucked off to, to begin with you know any any, <laughs> hope, any hopes they had of um I, I don't remember during the last night and i can't really believe i i can remember this but there was photos of like bumblebee with like some marine unit from world war Two and all this sort of shite going on you know and clearly they wanted to sort of um build on that you know do some sort of universe building of their own and sort of branch out to other time zones and that sort of thing um so i'm i was so glad that this uh, said you know what that's all bollocks and it's going to get you nowhere you know strip the story down this is about a girl and a robot um and you know they're, they're sort of grieving process and things like that and a brilliant soundtrack as well you know yeah, a great eighty soundtrack. Yeah. Great 80s yeah. soundtrack. And, and and you know the fact the film ends on my favourite song of all time, you know it it gave me a little fist pump basically. Yeah. At the end, I really enjoyed it. Yes. No, um, I, like, I like 
I like the dynamic as well because with her and and also Bumblebee, is, is they are two outcasts in in, in mm. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. In some ways, they're both aliens in where they where they are at the moment in the, the stages, and that works really well. And it that's what gives it the emotional kind of, you know, something like that. That kind of trope would never be even. Michael Bay would not. He'd be like going, "I just want an explosion. I just want an explosion. Just from yeah. afar." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like the subtleties of that kind of thing are completely, mm-hmm. you know, missed missed on 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 that front on, on this franchise. There have been jokes about the. There have been jokes about the. Um, you know, the junkyard owner sort of having a uh, taking too many Viagra or something, or, or or someone farting and having the shits, or you know, there'd be something like that in a Michael Bay version. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I'm giving this a solid eight out of ten. And I am going to concur with you and say eight out of ten as well. And I urge anyone who's listening mm. to go and watch it and support it, just so we get more of this franchise and we don't get more of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just forget about the other the other Transformers yeah. films and, and just go and enjoy yeah. this. Take your little brother. Yeah. He'll, he'll absolutely love it. If, if anything, I think, I think it's a real shame that, that it, I don't know if they, they mark, they kind of, I think the marketing was almost along, all, along the lines of like, this is the, the new Transformers film. And it's just like, mm. it's so much better than that. You know, it's such a simple. Yeah. Because, because they have, you know, bits of Optimus Prime and things in the trailer, you know, it's, it's, yeah. like, oh, here we go. it's almost like, oh, here we go again. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's a real, it's a real pity, I think, because yeah. I think the damage was done in the previous film where, you know, it, it was really, and I think unfortunately mm-hmm. Bumblebee's kind of taking a bit of the rap of, of the poor performance and, and kind of like um, reception of the previous film. But sure. honestly, this is a, a completely different team. It's a completely different director. It's completely different ethic and style, and it's it's yeah definitely worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and that is the end of the show for this week. Um, in our next episode, we will have um, certain features back. Um, it's just that because Josh pulled out at the last minute, we're kind of left high and dry for topics. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed your breakfast, Josh. Um, Bumblebee was great. The um, the favourite was, was was very good as well. Uh, the bird box was a nice surprise, and Bandersnatch, um, yeah, Bandersnatch. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Um, but we'll, uh, well, from the sounds of it, we just had a quick discussion. Looks like we might be discussing glass on our next episode and whatever else happens to sort of come our way. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, join us again soon. <laughs> Thank you for downloading this episode of the Smoking Lamb Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry. Thanks for listening and bleat the word. <laughs>